Right to Bryden is recorded live in front of a YouTube audience. Spooky and I really should be the first people you, you turn to. Anytime there's a big event, you turn to us first, we'll, we'll sort you out. We'll tell you exactly what to think. Don't, don't go out there and think anything on your own. That would be dangerous. Bernie Sanders is reportedly gearing up for a second campaign for president. Just a short time ago, the House joined the Senate in passing legislation to temporarily fund federal agencies. This is the wrong one. This is the wrong one. I'm, I'm playing the wrong intro. Uh, oh well. Okay, yeah, so, you know, I mean, you can, you can tell what type of show this is going to be. Uh, I already had the wrong file lined up, so that's good. That's nice, isn't it? Um, Spiggy is, uh, again, not with us. He will be back soon. Do not worry your little heads. He will be back, but he is still on vacation at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I've been on, I, I've been on the Matt Forney return to YouTube stream. So, you know, I, uh, I didn't really have everything, uh, as put together as it probably should be, but hey, I'm also wearing an ugly shirt. So I'm running out of like good shirts that I can fit in. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, it's just kind of, it's kind of the way that it is. Uh, but hey, filling in for Spicky uh, is uh, is Natty. It's good that Natty's here. How's it going, Natty? Hey, Brian, and I figured it out. I figured out the libertarian road problem. Mm. What's that? Just, just, just build railroads. <laughs> okay. I get all of my political positions from Sim City. Well, I mean, it's I got Sim City four recently, and. Uh... I mean, I can, that's I the can best one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see that. The problem is you can't control the demographics of your city, just like real life. I mean, I don't think there's your only sense. option. Well, uh, you know what? They're they're so small. They all look kind of black. But if you know, you you're supposed to put like a police station in every residential zone. Right. So what would you what would you rather do? Would you put rather put a police station on every corner? Or just remove 6% of the population to decrease crime so dramatically that you don't need to spend all that money. I mean, it seems like a great addition for a future SimCity if they ever release one. When was the last SimCity that they made? The last one that I uh, that I got, just because it came in a bundle, was SimCity 4. And that's an old one. That's like 2003. Yeah, the new one was just called SimCity, and it was a flop. Uh you know, some people, I think, say it got better after some updates, but it, it was online only. You had to have a constant internet connection at first when it first Why? came out. But yeah, people don't really, because it's electronic arts, uh, people don't really consider it very fondly. A lot of people go to City Skylines now. That's their go-to, but it is less than optimal in, uh, in many ways. And now you've got your gaming content for the episode. Yeah, I... I, could, I mean, I could talk for days about how, like, especially electronic arts, all of that. The, the idea that a single-player game, you have to have it online, uh, is not popular. 
uh, with anybody. I mean, at no. what point? Like at what point? It's kind of like when uh, KFC started putting up plexiglass and bulletproof, you know, bullet resistant glass at the restaurants. It's like you're you're ruining your like aesthetic appeal i guess because like you know they've got the the whole walls are red and white striped and it's like i'm the colonel and like all of that but like at no point is the colonel you know like i'm the colonel come on in and like uh our employees are protected but you're not i would recommend having it to go you know that's it just seems it just seems that's exactly what they're doing when they force you to play single player games connected to the internet well, I don't know. Is it as uh, unsustainable? Because when you're connected to an internet, like uh, uh, internet protection system, if that system were to ever go online, and I think this actually did happen, maybe for SimCity or other games, if that system goes offline, uh, guess what? Uh, nobody has access to the game anymore. And, you know, fast forward a few years, maybe they don't release an update for the game that makes it work offline. And uh, that's it. That, that game is just gone forever no one can access it i don't think that has happened yet but it's only a matter of time the like system of impermanence that we're creating uh that feeds into cultural churn right they want culture to churn and recycle over and over again so that anything that you've consumed you can never go back to you can't hand it down to your kids you have to pay them for new shit no that's completely true and it's especially bad in an industry where uh you know, previous, uh, there's so many old computer games, old NES games, old Atari games, etc. that like, are just gone. No one ever saved them. So for those that view video games as an art, that's kind of a huge issue. Um, it's, uh, it's bad. EA is probably the biggest offender of such a thing. And they definitely want you to, you know, it's like, uh, they, ultimately, you know what they want. Natty, you know what they ultimately want is to turn like every single fucking Asian girlfriend. Okay, yeah, that. But ultimately, they want to turn every single fucking game into a uh, uh, pay-to-win, pay-to-play cell phone video game. Well, here's here's the woke take: every single corporation on the planet, their goal is to ensure that you are paying them constantly day in and day out and partaking of their product uh 24 7 uh netflix has already accomplished this and uh, you know what good for them although netflix isn't even my 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 favorite one that i've got like i uh i've got netflix hulu and amazon video uh if there were more of them i'd probably get them but you're poor poor man well it's well, no, literally exa- poor it, the exact you're paying opposite. For all these services. no the exact opposite i feel i feel i am lower middle class because i am able to to spend that and uh, yes i share those accounts with people uh we we've got my um uh, my lawyer buddy and i have you know he pays for the hulu i pay for the netflix now i got screwed in this deal because uh we're one of the worst deals ever made because Hulu actually just lowered their price $2, Netflix just raised theirs $2. So I got screwed on that one. Well, how many how many and people it's get the Hulu, And it's the Hulu with the commercials, too. Like, I kind of <laughs> want to tell them, it's like, look, buddy, you're going to have to pay the extra $2 for it to not have commercials anymore. If we're still going to have this deal. Because, I mean, you know, that's just, it's a change in times. <laughs> 
Well, now if you guys stop being friends, how are you going to watch Seinfeld? Right? You're screwed. You're just screwed. Mm. And I, I have to think, uh, I was going to say, how many divorced couples have to go through the process? Like, this is just a standard thing of, of, of changing their Netflix password or, or getting a new Netflix. And you're like, ah, oh, I'm a single man. I'm, well, I got to pay for Netflix now. It's a big life change for me. Well, I imagine that man was already paying for the Netflix, but he would have to see like all of his suggestions, all of his previously watched things that'd be gone. Or it would remind him of her like, oh, Betty used to watch this Sabrina show about Satanism, which we cover love bones. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we cover that uh, Satanist show on the upcoming episode of uh, my podcast, Dope Movies and Shows, a.k.a. DMS, which you can find on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just go to our homepage, anchor.fm slash DMS. I love how everybody's using Anchor now. Like, I feel partially responsible for this. You are. No, you are. Like, Forney's on Anchor. He might have been. I forget who told me about Oh, no, I don't remember. King Kingmaker Joe was the one who told me about Anchor. And I'm loving everybody moving over to Anchor.fm. It's a great fucking site to do things. Uh, now, I, it, it is owned by a Levantine individual, but what isn't? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's fine. Like, all the all the dummies are going to move over there, get shut down, etc. Uh, but it's a great website. I You know, this is... Uh, anchor.fm has as as a user of that site and not somebody who's paid by it um they have my wholehearted fucking endorsement i think so far it's been a fantastic site so i'm excited uh and also you may know if you're here in the oiwd studio uh on youtube we've got a new setup uh this is this is good i will get you that guy's twitter um in the description because i forgot what his twitter was actually no i don't hold on i I, I can figure this out right now but i do want to thank him because uh he it was funny he came to me he was like hey man i like your streams but uh it looks ms paint here um it's just it it it, you know it just it looks ms paint here and uh i I was like hey that's because i did it in ms paint so uh, he, he he told me, ah, I'm not sure about it because I was a like, I credit, you know, because I don't know. And then he came to me before tonight uh, and he said to uh, credit, credit him. So I'm going to do that as soon as I find uh, what it was. Uh, yeah. Thank, thanks for all the dead air, bro. You're fucking, you're fucking awesome. Um, I'll get, I'll get it to you by the second hour. It's fine. I'll look at it in the fucking second hour. Uh, he's probably over here in the chat or anything anyway, but it, it, it looks, it looks nice. Uh, and I'm excited about it. We've got, uh, I don't know. I mean, we're basically going to talk about everything that every other podcast is talking about at this point, at least in the first part, uh, of this hour, you know, I, I, are you excited about the Northam thing? Cause I think that it's funny as fuck on a lot of levels. He just did a new press conference tonight, Natty, and we get to listen to it for the first time. Cause I haven't heard it and you haven't either. Nope. Uh, I am excited for postnatal abortion, however. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> so you, you, you're fired. Uh, you're done. Um, that's yeah, yeah. That was like the sickest thing in the world. We'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, Congress, the freshman Democrats in Congress are just being the most ridiculous people yet again. I'm loving it. I'm loving every fucking minute of that. 
if it wasn't reality, you know, if it was just reality TV, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's funny. But it's this is this is elected officials out there um, who are being propped up by the media because of their race, because of their uh, gender. They're being propped up and some people are eating this hook, line, and sinker, and that's bad. So that's why we're going to talk about that. Uh, we got new challengers in 2020, and not all of them are Cory Booker. So stay tuned for that. Uh, more Mueller investigation stuff. Uh, and then we just got uh, a, a, an entire section that I just labeled foreign shit that's just all about cruise missiles. So uh, hopefully I'm going to play the right... <laughs> hopefully I'll play the right, um, the right thing here. Uh, but what, what do you say now? Do you want to go ahead and, uh, pump the, uh, pump the gas on this motherfucker on the smart car of hate? Give it to me, daddy. You are now cordially invited to ride shotgun in the smart car of hate. Buckle up, motherfuckers. So, Governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, you might have heard of this. It's been the uh, biggest deal since we did the Wednesday show. Uh, I, I'm of course not talking about his infant side. That's not a thing. They don't care about that anymore. Thank you, news media. They don't care about his, oh, we should just make them very comfortable. And then we'll go and talk to the mom. Just the mother, by the way. Just the mother. We'll go and talk to the mother. And then we'll decide what to do. You know, decide what to do. You decide what to do. With that kid that was just born. No, it's not about the fucking crazy abortion shit. Did you know that Governor Ralph Northam might have allegedly either worn a Klan hood or put on blackface? That's racism. Literally worse than killing babies. Not even abortion. This is this is this is post birth. Like, just popped it out. Screaming, yelling, we'll make it comfortable. We talked about it uh, a little bit on the Wednesday show. About what a fucking piece of shit that this guy is. Um, But that was quickly turned into a completely different story. Because it would appear that Ralph Northam, uh, who has a medical career, uh, he, he, that was, that was in his yearbook page, whole page, he he's also he's also known as Goose or Coon Man were his nicknames. But that was on his page. It was it was a person in, in blackface and then a person in a KKK hood, uh, except it had the mouth cut out. So they obviously don't know that much about the KKK because I'm pretty sure that they don't have mouth things, um, just by everything that I've I've ever seen. You know, so it was obviously a joke. This was in 1984. And we're just going to run through a couple of articles and then we've got uh, his apology 
uh, and then a press conference that he put out today on February 2nd. Northam says he is not in racist yearbook photo, but acknowledges darkening face for another party. What a fucking cliffhanger right there, right? Okay, go ahead. Did he just admit to assuming blackface for an event uh, where there's no evidence? He said, that's not me, but I did do it this other time in an incident you're not even accusing me of. Right. Is that what he did? Yeah, (laughs) that was his response. He was like, listen, that yearbook is false. When I did blackface, nobody was pretending to be the clan. Okay? It makes it somehow better. Uh, pressure intensifies on Northam to resign as key allies pull their support. Who do you think was the most key ally to pull their support from Northam? Uh, Jewish World Congress. No. The Virginia Legislative Black Caucus? No, wasn't them. Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood of Virginia no longer backing this guy. Which, I love the irony right there. He was like, they didn't pull their support. Well, I don't know if that's ironic. I think that's probably just sad. They, he didn't, they didn't pull their support when he was talking about things that Planned Parenthood says abortion is not. They pulled their support when there's a picture of, of a guy covered in shoe polish and then a guy in uh, a, a clan hood. Very, they're holding drinks. They're at a party. And... I don't know. I mean, how telling is that, honestly? Because we hear from Planned Parenthood all the time, everybody. We do. We do. We hear it from all the time. Oh, it's not. It's not. That's not what we do. It's this is a this is women's health. This is women's health that we're doing. This is this is for the health of of women. This is you know the health of babies. This is ultimately what they want is seriously to just like chop babies up, like. Once they're born, they just they just want to chop them up. That wasn't deemed offensive enough for the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party lost their shit over this. Now, before we get any further, let me just ask you guys something, okay? Why did this never show up uh, in 2016 when Ed Gillespie was running against Northam? Now, there's two theories. Both are accurate. But uh, one is that the GOP is completely fucking useless. You would think that the yearbook thing would have showed up because that's what they did to our guy um, more, right? No, 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 no. People might have known about this, but it was only the Democrats that knew about this. Gillespie didn't want to fucking win. The GOP should have brought this up, but they didn't. The GOP should have brought this up when he brought up uh, anything at all. Like, you should be like, hi, I'm running. They'd be like, hi, here you are in blackface. And Tadash D'Souza would have lost his fucking mind. It would have been, you know, that's, oh my god. Because Dinesh is having his greatest few days that he's ever going to have. Democrats are the real racists. That's, that's what he's, this is what his whole work has been about. But only the white Democrats. Yeah, well, I mean, and Northam is, is what? He's a white guy, right? He looked pretty white, huh? Yeah, I think he's probably not one of the tribe. Um, but this well, should have it should have come this, up. Go ahead. 
Yeah, sorry. This is the big problem with kind of just being white and hoping for the best because eventually you do kind of need to own it. And that's what other kinds of people do that we don't. You know, you're going to find something like this on practically everyone. Well, was... I think we're covering a different person who 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 has made a similar gaffe uh, tonight. Well, it's uh, it was 1984, so you know, give him give him whatever it is. Uh, but this should have popped up, but it happened to pop up as soon as he. I guess you could say because he made national headlines, maybe this came from the GOP, but this doesn't seem more like uh, like a GOP move. I believe this is probably leaked by the Democrats, pushed to the media by the Democrats, because sh- sh- shut him up. He's saying too much now. We don't want people were upset with the New York thing. And then now this average people are not thrilled with abortion. They just tolerate it. And that includes Democrats. It's only the women who are least likely to uh, ever have a stable marriage that are major proponents of abortion. So would Northam's pa- uh, gaffe here, I guess you'd call it, would that file under bad optics or giving up the game? Um, I think bad optics is giving up the game. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Nobody quote me on that. <laughs> Nobody quote me on that. Oh boy. Yeah. Gabe Matt's going to have a good time with that. I know. Uh, but no, I mean, you could, you could say either. I, I do believe the Democrats are, are pure fucking evil when it comes to abortion. Um, it's It was a little of both. Because I, I, I think even most uh, abortion advocates would be against just decapitating a fucking... I assume that's what they wanted to do. Uh, but exterminating in some way a born child. You know, even the ones who are like partial birth abortion ones, like even they, I would hope, you know, would say, all right, that's a little too late. But who knows? Because these people are demons. You know, there's not really like a way for me to know because I'm it's like I'm never going to know what fucking, you know, Ted Bundy was thinking either. I can imagine. And. And that sounds funny. Like he was the greatest comedian of all time. Okay, we're getting way off base. This is already going to be like the worst stream in the world. Um, <laughs> but Bryden, where does it stop? Like, what age do you no longer abort? Right? Is it? Well, is it I said I, the I, hospital. No, or? I, I no, I said that. I, I said this on the last episode. Uh, what we should do? We should allow abortion at any term for women, uh, and then men. We get a thirty day buyback guarantee on it. So like up up to the up to thirty days afterwards for men. That seems fair. I'm I'm okay with that, sure. You know, it's just uh that's that's obviously a joke. Uh, I mean, but even China, the abortion capital of the world, thinks that this is fucked up, right? They The rest they of the all, world thinks I... this is fucked up. The rest of the world is th- thinks this is fucked up. Dude, even Brazil is like, uh, what is it? Uh, somebody's going to have to check it. But uh, even Brazil has like a way earlier fucking cutoff. And this was before or before Bolsonaro. Uh, like the rest of the world yeah, typically is like, yeah, abortion. Um, yeah, no, not not partial birth. Not, uh, you know, all the way up until they're born. 
we have the most lenient abortion policy in most of America. Uh, what I'm seeing then, in Brazil is that it's considered a crime against human life being prohibited in all circumstances. That is, uh, yeah. So uh, they considered decriminalizing abortion in, uh, last August, but I don't think that's happening anymore. Finger guns. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it just... If you if you look at anywhere that uh, you know does those have abortion all uh, we're we're the most lenient and then we're consistently told that we're the most backwards thing and all of that so like even in socialist shitty fucking open borders Europe they still go yeah but you know probably abortion's bad but they say it with an accent that nobody likes and you get this Northam fella ruining the game i guess like you you know like you said i mean giving up the whatever you call it, giving up the fucking game i don't i don't think democrats care about optics i don't think that they have to i think that uh you you don't have to care about optics when you have a sympathetic establishment which is the media you know i mean think of how many fucking fluff pieces they run on how great antifa is and those guys you know are all fucking pro abortion i'm sure which is sad like, it's really sad. Like, it, it seems like a thing that we should all be able to agree on. Is like, all right. Probably don't kill babies. Because, like, you want to always accuse the other side of killing babies. Because, like, that's, you know, that should be, like, the, the propaganda right there. It's like, they kill babies. But literally well, only soon, one side in this country kills babies. And nobody Democrats cares. Democrats won't be able to use the excuse that uh, the GOP stops caring about them after they leave the womb <laughs> you know that old chestnut yeah right? yeah i know because of, i'm also i i don't think i'm pro death penalty i really don't know i've always like stayed out of that because i know both arguments uh i do know that killing children is wrong you know you gotta you gotta let them grow let black babies grow up to be criminals man like just let them do it you racist motherfucker like just just let them do it like, say what you want about me and about how I feel about, you know, uh, racial minorities and stuff like that. I, I believe they deserve the chance to, you know, impress me, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, they're probably not going to grow up to be, you know, black science man on, on TV or or whatever. But uh, give them a chance. Give them a chance. Uh, what's the word? What's the, well, okay, there's a lot of bad things that could happen. But, like, look, you still don't kill babies. <laughs> It's just well, what's a... the best that could happen? We get lots of really funny homicide videos on Facebook. Yeah, no, there's nothing funny about homicide, man. Like, it's I wish people the older I get, the more. What about I'm just accidental like... homicide? You're telling me that's not funny. No, it's not. I mean, it used to be funny to me, and then I got old. You know, I'm like, oh, oh that's god. A problem. Yeah, it is because it's just like I I would be driving sometimes, and I'm like, oh, fuck, like somebody could just shoot me for no good reason. You know, I just think about that all the time. I just think about dying. Um, but uh, CNN. So before we actually hold on, let's let's get a let's do let's do this. Uh, this fella's uh, response here. So he gets called racist, obviously. Um, I, I I think anybody could. When somebody finds a picture of you in blackface. And you're a politician. 
It's what you can expect. So uh, he, he he released uh, this bullshit response, and then he, he got to Twitter immediately to make a video response. And here's this. My fellow Virginians, earlier today, I released a statement apologizing for behavior in my past that falls far short of the standard you set for me when you elected me to be your governor. I believe you deserve to hear directly from me. That photo and the racist and offensive attitudes it represents. Was hilarious. That person I am today or the way that I have conducted myself as a soldier, a doctor, and a public servant. I am deeply sorry. I cannot change the decisions I made, nor can I undo the harm my behavior caused then and today. But I accept responsibility for my past actions, and I am ready to do the hard work of regaining your trust. I have spent the past year as your governor fighting for a Virginia that works better for all people. I am committed to continuing that fight through the remainder of my term and living up to the expectations you set for me when you elected me to serve. Thank you. The real thing that he said there was until the end of my term, which is, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not resigning. I'm not resigning, which I think is hilarious uh, because I just learned today that actually, and I'm not sure if you knew this, Natty, but uh, Virginia is one of the few states that now you can only be governor for one term, right? So there's no reason Ever. for him to. Okay. Well, huh. he can run later, I guess, but he can't serve two consecutive terms. He's not allowed to run oh, for okay. re-election. There's no reason for the guy to resign. Do you know how fucking awesome that is for us in 2020? This guy is just going to sit there and be a fucking cancerous piece of shit, and the media is going to have to excuse him. That's fucking awesome for us. Like, that guy, he just said a whole bunch of nothing, is what he said. You know, he was like, uh, sorry about that, but no, I'm not going to resign. But he has no reason. He has no motivation to do so. Like, he's going to have to have the legislative branch in Virginia remove the motherfucker from power. And I don't know if they're going to do that. What is he apologizing for, anyway, if he denied being the person in that photo? What exactly is he apologizing for? Oh, no, 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 no. That was before. That was before That that. Before the photo? Right. Or no, that was before. No, that wasn't before the photo. It was before he decided to say that oh, that wasn't okay. him. Wow. Which I, is... I, I was not aware of that. So he's apologizing and he's like, no, it's not me. Actually, no, it's not me. Yeah, this is the next thing that we're going to fucking listen to uh, here in a minute, which is like. Well, well, before we do that, I just want to point out that. Uh, so this was a, a video he posted on Twitter. And behind the video, what I see is his Twitter banner. And it's it's Northam under a pile of melanated children. I'm not sure when he started using it, but there's like three white kids out of 30 in that photo. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he suddenly sw- switched over to that ASAP uh, to deflect some of this. That it's, I mean, it's an interesting thing to watch how, like, this matters so. It, him being a racist matters so much more than just straight up murdering, uh, supporting the murder of black children. No right? one thinks that though. Well, if you if you actually look at anything, 
if you actually look at anything like the the the, the big number of children that are aborted where planned parenthood does their business you know it seems to me supporting abortion makes you way more racist than like going to a party in blackface in 1984 yeah yeah like i mean like like not like the funny kind of racist like the oh god ew kind of racist like the kind of alt-right racists that are like oh yeah i support abortion because ah like you know kind of like uh the same type of uh racist that margaret sanger was you know the eugenicist that started planned parenthood it's it's infanticide it's fucking horrible you know and it's i don't think my racist card is pulled away because i want to protect all babies regardless of you know their race uh and I don't think society would pull that away from me either. I think it would still call me a fucking piece of shit. I have my preferences, but you know, oh, but you know, you gotta get it's. I don't, I, I don't hate babies. Like, why would you? Why would you hate babies? Like, it's just weird to hate babies. What have they ever done to you? Like, unless you're on a flight, and then you only get like as uh, a pass as long as your flight is to be like, man, I fucking hate babies. <laughs> That's the only time. Otherwise, you have to just go. Ah, that's what are you gonna do? There's no... how can you hate babies? Like it's a weird thing. Like I hate them because they're like stinky and loud and all that stuff. But it's like they're not purposely doing that. They're not looking right at you and going like, "I'm gonna ruin that guy's day." Like I've seen, look who's talking. Even then, I don't think they were ruining too many people's days on purpose. And that was a fictional movie made by Jewish people. But this is the case for why. Okay, so this is the press conference that he did today. And I have not heard this. Natty has not heard this. I am excited to hear it. Um, it looks like it's about 10 minutes long. Um, apparently, it was just really bad. So I'm looking forward to it. He believes that he should stay in office if he, in fact, says he will not resign. And I believe he's walking out now. Let's go to him now. Well, good afternoon. Thank you all for, for being here. I'm pleased to be joined by my wife, Pam. Pam, thank you for being here as well. There has been much public discussion about racist and offensive materials that appear on my page of the 1984 Eastern Virginia Medical School yearbook. And I believe it is important for Virginians to hear directly from me and, to, and for me to answer as many questions as are necessary about these circumstances. With that in mind, I would like to read a statement about these events and then I will be glad to take your questions. I don't think you Yesterday, took any questions. I took responsibility for content that appeared on my page in the Eastern Virginia Medical School yearbook that was clearly racist and offensive. I am not and will not excuse the content of the photo. It was offensive, racist, and despicable. When my staff showed me the photo in question yesterday, I was seeing it for the first time. I did not purchase the EVMS yearbook and I was unaware of what was on my page. 
When I was confronted with the images yesterday, I was appalled that they appeared on my page, but I believe then and now that I am not either of the people in that photo. <laughs> I stand by my statement of apology to the many Virginians who were hurt by seeing this content on a yearbook page that belongs to me. It is disgusting. It is offensive. It is racist. And it was my responsibility to recognize and prevent it from being published in the first place. I recognize that many people will find this difficult to believe. The photo appears with others I submitted on a page with my name on it. Even in my own statement yesterday, I conceded that based on the evidence presented to me at the time, okay. the most likely explanation that it was indeed me in the photo. In the hours since I made my statement yesterday, I, I reflected it wasn't me. my family and classmates from the time and affirmed my conclusion that I am not the person in that photo. While I did not appear in this photo, I am not surprised by its appearance in the EVMS yearbook. In the place and time where I grew up, many actions that we rightfully recognize as abhorrent today were commonplace. My belief that I did not wear that costume or attend that party stems in part from my clear memory of other mistakes I made in the same period of my life. That same year, I did participate in a dance contest in San Antonio, <laughs> which I darkened my face as part of a Michael Jackson costume. I look back now and regret that I did not understand the harmful legacy of an action like that. It is because my memory of that episode is so vivid that I it truly was 90s Michael Jackson in my yearbook. You remember these things. As I began my career and met my wife, Pam, I also began to develop a stronger understanding of this country's history and the harm that certain actions and attitudes cause. That does not excuse my behaviors up to that point, but it did offer me an opportunity to change and to grow, and I took it. I pursued my career as a soldier, a physician, and as a public servant because I wanted to help people. The experiences I had in each of those chapters and the people I met along the way helped me form a set of values that define the person I am now and the way I aspire to lead this Commonwealth as your governor. In some ways, my personal history mirrors that of this Commonwealth. There are actions and behaviors in my past that were hurtful. Hold on, hold on. Oh my God. My man just said, you're all racist. That's just what he just said just now. In many ways, I'm not the real racist. Y'all are all racist. This whole fucking state is racist. But I not anymore. Yeah, but not anymore. And I refuse to resign. Oh, that's amazing. But like Virginia, I have also made significant progress in how I approach these issues. I am far from perfect, and I can always strive to do more. But I have devoted my entire life, 
my career in the Army as a pediatrician and in public service to making life better for all people, no matter who they are. He sounds like Jesse Lee Peterson. (laughs) I am not ready to ask Virginians to grant me their forgiveness for my past actions. I also do not fully expect that they will immediately believe my account of these events. Right now, I am simply asking for the opportunity to demonstrate beyond a shadow of a doubt that the person I was is not the man I am today. I am asking for the opportunity to earn your forgiveness. If I were to listen to the voices calling on me to resign my office today, I could spare myself from the difficult path that lies ahead. I could avoid an honest conversation about harmful actions from my past. I cannot in good conscience choose the path that would be easier for me in an effort to duck my responsibility to reconcile. I took an oath to uphold this office and serve the people of this Commonwealth to the best of my ability. As long as I believe I can effectively fulfill that task, I intend to continue doing the business of Virginia. I believe this moment can be the first small step to open a discussion about these difficult issues and how they contribute to the greater racism and discrimination that defines so much of our history. This very house stands as a monument to the dark and complicated history of this Commonwealth. These walls are adorned with portraits of men and women who owned slaves, actively oppressed people of color. I'm not racist, you are. tall and advance the causes of equality and racial justice in the Commonwealth and this country. In that discussion, it will not be my role to speak to Virginians about these issues. My responsibility is to listen, to learn, and to continue to grow as a man and as a leader. I am ready for an honest conversation about racial injustice and the need for real reconciliation, real justice, and real equality. I believe the agenda this administration is pursuing clearly demonstrates the progress both I and our Commonwealth have made since the darkest chapters of our history. I promise to fight for a Virginia that works gonna get darker. for all people and our commitment to economic justice, access to health care, criminal justice reform, educational equity, and a clean environment reflect those priorities. As this conversation moves forward, I want to hear from Virginians from every walk of life about how we can fight even harder to build the Virginia that they deserve. Before I take questions, I want to take this opportunity to apologize to the many people who have been hurt by this episode and mistakes that I have made in the past. I'm ready to earn your forgiveness and I'm ready to begin. Just one mistake, I thought. Thank you, and I look forward to your questions. Yes, sir. Be crystal clear, you're saying that you had no idea this racist photo existed before it surfaced less than 24 hours ago. The, the photo in the EVMS yearbook. Yes. That's correct. I was uh, in the United uh, I, I, I like how he clarified that. It was like, uh, that one. That one. You know, <laughs> like, just, just, just so we're clear, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be misquoted here. Uh, that one not not all the other ones that i'm pretty sure are going to come out now because uh they used to call me coon man 
he explains this apparently on this. They used to call him Coon Man. He had two nicknames. Used to call me Dark Child. <laughs> his name was Goose. His nicknames were Goose and Coon Man, which leads me to believe he was probably hilarious to hang out with in the eighties. He was probably just always showing up and be like in blackface. It'll be like, ah, here comes Coon Man. Like that. That was probably his character. As a man who's done tons of characters throughout my career, um, that's awesome. I've only ever done blackface one time. Uh, which I wonder if I could still find that sketch, but it was funny. United States Army, uh, while I was in medical school, uh, I uh, knew where I was going upon uh, graduation from medical school. Uh, I was doing rotations uh, out of the state. Uh, I had nothing to do with the preparation of the uh, yearbook, nor did I buy one. And so this was the first time yesterday evening was the first time I saw this photo. It was shocking and it was horrific. Smash cut to last night. He's burning his yearbook. Yeah, my yearbook. <laughs> What's your explanation for that? Oh, my, wait, 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 wait. 24 hours ago. The, the photo in the EVMS yearbook. Yes, that's correct. I was uh, in the United States Army uh, while I was in medical school. Uh, I uh, knew where I was going. Can I remind you that I'm a doctor and a soldier. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, you gotta, you gotta wait because they're gonna, they have the the, the question of the year. Uh, out of the state, uh, I had nothing to do with the preparation of the uh, yearbook, nor did I buy one. And so this was the first time yesterday evening was the first time I saw this photo. It was shocking and it was horrific. How do you account for one of your nicknames that's listed in the BMI yearbook in 1981, Coon Man? What's your ex explanation for that? My, my main nickname uh, in high school uh, and in college was Goose, uh, because when my voice was changing, I would change an octave. Uh, there were two individuals, as best I can relate, at VMI. They were a year ahead of me. They called me Coon Man. I don't know their motives or intent. I know who they are, um, but uh, that was the extent of that, and it ended up in the yearbook, and I, I regret that. Before you spoke, you had almost the entire Democratic establishment calling for your resignation, saying that it's Justin Fairfax who deserves to, to stand where you're standing right now. What's your response to that? You know, um, I think we have, have done a great job over the last year. We've worked on a lot of the, the, the challenges that I uh, just outlined. Um, this has hurt a lot of people. Uh, it's hurt a lot of people in our party. I suspect it's hurt people in the opposing party, and it's hurt Virginians. And I want to assure everybody, number one, that that is not my picture. Uh, that is not my person uh, on that picture in the yearbook. Um, we will continue uh, to lead. We will continue to talk about the issues that are important. But we also will have a conversation as we move forward about trust. Uh, and I have uh, been a man of honor. Uh, as you know, I was the president of the honor court at BMI. Uh, I asked my colleagues, I asked Virginians uh, to accept my word, uh, to realize that I have made mistakes in my past, to offer forgiveness, uh, and then let's all as a commonwealth move forward. Last question. Last question, sir. Well, you heard it, Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia. All right. Then we go into, uh, uh, you know, MS, uh, you know, MS, uh, NPC. Um, yeah, Coon Man, ladies and gentlemen. Coon Man! Thank you! Look, I don't care that some guy uh, in 1984 was racist. Alright? Uh, I, I, I think it's stupid to dogpile him on that. I, I think the timing's a little bit too suspect. 
And I think that we it is a a sad, sad fucking look at our world when people weren't mad at the baby killing. They're just mad at like, ah, you know, the potentially blackface thing. He's uh, just lucky that these costumes cover your face. The clan hood, the black skin. It... <sighs> I mean, there's really nothing to say to that. I mean, I think now is probably as good a time to let's let's let's. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna finish out the hour. We'll come back and we'll do a you know, hour and fifteen instead. Like I I don't know what to say about that really. Like it's a sad thing. I, I don't know who put this fucking bullshit out. I like the fact that I do believe that he's going to stay in office. It seems like he's not gonna resign. Kind of think he's probably gonna resign, but there's a chance that he just doesn't resign. And then he'd be this bleeding wound on the Democratic Party, which would just be fantastic. Well, it it seems clear now that the reason he came out about this other event is because someone clearly said to him, hey, you know, we there's there's probably material of, of something else. Is there anything else you can remember? Because they're coming out guns a blazing with this stuff. So we need to get ahead of it. Like whoever's handling him knows this. I so that's that. why he admitted it. He admitted to, to some other event that no one even accused him of because he knows that it's going to come out. Uh, and, and it's clear that he is being punished for what he's doing. I mean, the left may be retarded and unfunny, but they've got so many active pieces on the field it's like anyone who transgresses is you they're just they're just going to be pig piled immediately well is anybody like put together the fact that maybe he was just putting on blackface because he wishes that he could just kill young people with impunity <laughs> uh we're getting we're gonna this is gonna be this is a this is a comedy show guys it's a comedy it's a, you know it's like john stewart right um no, I, I, like it's the most depressing thing. Like this, the, the, honestly, this thing is not. And I know I'm not on. I'm not on uh, tonight, like I'm normally on, guys. But like it's just I've been so bogged down by the abortion stuff that it's depressing. Like it's really depressing that like I saw half the country get upset about his yeah, let's axe babies in the face comments, and then now it's like everybody apparently is mad about a guy did blackface in the 1980s like if he did it two days ago one i'd be behind that guy and be like that is hilarious probably not a good po political move but it's definitely funny um but that i mean that that is like they're more mad about this how fucking insane is the world that like that's worse than baby killing i don't know i don't know how many times anybody needs to say it i don't know how many times anybody needs to say it the fact is, putting on blackface in the 1980s when you're in fucking medical school is not as bad as being on board with killing babies. And not even like, this isn't even like an abortion debate. This is, we'll make them very comfortable, and then we'll have a conversation with the mother. And then, you know, you get CNN over here. CNN issued a correction after identifying Virginia Governor Northam as a Republican. I'm sure that was an accident. There's I mean, literally, wouldn't you assume? There's literally a cabal 
trying to murder children in this country. And it is worse that some guy got drunk at a costume party and was uh, a little distasteful. There's a photo of me out there uh, at, at, at some L.A. party. Uh, I, I It was a Halloween party. This was right after the TSA agents over in Los Angeles got shot and murdered. Uh, and I, I, I didn't have a costume, so I had a white shirt and I wrote TSA on it. And I tore some holes in it and I covered it with uh, red, uh, I covered the holes with red Sharpie. It's a distasteful costume. I, I don't want to say I wouldn't wear it today. I probably would. I think that it's not exactly tasteful, but it was funny for the crowd that I was dealing with of, of friends. You gotta remember 1984 was before the internet. Now, I believe him when he says he didn't know that it was in the yearbook. Fine. Easy mistake to make. Um... I don't fault I the guy it. for doing it. I don't fault the guy for doing it. I think it probably was him in that. Or maybe it wasn't, but he did other blackface. Because the nigga's name was Coonman. Like, I like to imagine Ralph Northam as being way cooler in the 80s. And just showing up to everybody. It was like not even a costume party. And he just shows up in blackface. And like, ah, what a jokester. He does it every time. That's funny. He's not maybe like that now. Like Maybe just smelled like garbage. I mean, it could be that. Uh, but he's not like that now, okay? And I wish he... I, I, well, okay, I don't wish that he was walking around with blackface now. I think... Uh, blackface is funny, but it's, like, it's highly offensive. Like, yeah, unless you're a comedian or something like that. Like, you shouldn't just show up in the hood in blackface, you know? Unless you're filming a bit. In which case, it's very funny. But, like, listen. It's just one of those things. You shouldn't... You know, nobody should look at it and be like, ah, mammy, oh, mammy. Like, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to do it. You're probably not allowed to. It's kind of like saying the N-word. You got to learn it. You got to be allowed. You got to be, like, trying to be funny to do it. And it has to be uh, tasteful. You got to look what up. If, no, what if? What if? Hold on. You get into black. Sorry. Um, go ahead. You can go You can go look up. Uh, uh, I've got a really good bit of me where I say the N-word hard R. All right, uh, you can go. You can go look up that YouTube video. It's a funny bit, but it was done tastefully. Like it wasn't like I just got on stage and just did it. It was funny. It was done tastefully, and everyone laughed. Same goes for fucking blackface. But you could—that's 2019 blackface. In in 1984, you know, eh, it was, you know, people were still doing it at colleges. You know, and they get into all kinds of trouble and stuff. In 1984, that was just kind of a thing. I hate that this guy turned into a shitty fucking Democrat asshole. All right? But I I, I, I got to admire his fucking cojones for saying I'm not going to resign. I, I think he's probably going to ultimately not going to be the governor by the end of the year, but... It, it's better for us if I'm wrong. It's better for us if he stays in power. Because then, what do we have in 2020? Look at how racist this guy is. Now you think, Brian, no, don't. That's nobody. That's boomer shit. They're the ones who vote, the idiot. That's good for us. That's good for us. It's somebody to point to. Yes, it's whataboutism. Who cares? What? Whatever is going to win. Whatever's going to win an election. 
That's the only thing I care about. The only thing I care about is winning in 2020. So that's why you see CNN lying over here, putting an R right next to his name. No, it could have been an honest mistake. But given CNN's track record, I'm more likely to trust Ralph Northam. All right, what do you what do you got? Uh, what do you got, Natty? Oh, I just have the ultimate costume for you. You put on blackface, and then you put on the clan hood. Okay, so then when someone pulls off your hood, they see that you've got blackface underneath, and it's like, oh, I'm a I'm an intersectional clansman, and then. They can't call that racist. No, what or you they do, don't know immediately. No, what you do is you show up with all of your friends. They dress like Scooby Doo, right? Uh, Scooby Doo and the gang, right? And okay. then uh, you put a Jewish news uh, nose on, and then you put a Klan hood on, and then you go around the party the whole night, and then like Scooby and the gang unmask you, and then it's just like, oh, it's the all, uh, we're we're the alt right, you know? That's what you say. It's like that's that's the way that it is. Uh, I promise I'm going to change the waiting music uh, next time, but we are about at the hour mark. Um, we're going to come back a little bit more higher energy on the second hour. I just, this was a tiresome topic uh, for me, but uh, um, yeah, let's uh, let's do the thing where you can tell everybody where to find uh, uh, dope fucking cool shit, dope fucking movies podcast. Yeah, that's Dope Movies and Shows, a.k.a. DMS. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or our homepage, anchor.fm slash DMS. All right, guys. So we will be uh, back just in, in uh, just in a, in a hot minute, as the as the cool kids said in uh, 2009. See you in a second. To a communist against your computer god, worldwide systematic destruction of all standards and values, inevitability of gradualness, the computer god decrees by parroting proper government edict upon unsuspecting brainwashed population as the new centigrade and metric measurement systems. It is computer god premeditated planned wanton worldwide degenerative ridiculous confusion and destruction of all standards and values for one world consciousness.
That's a fun one. Uh, evening sequence sent in five bucks. Said the eighteen. Uh, I only read these things that are actually relevant to the program, guys. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, but uh, it, uh, the film Soul Man proves the blackface is still acceptable back then, uh, which is a really good point. Which is the only reason I would actually read the damn thing. It's actually a really good fucking point. It. Uh, I don't know. It is rough stuff. I mean, it could. It could be worse. We were living in a um, in a strange world, absolutely a strange world. I mean, I'm not on this guy because he did some supposedly. I don't see blackface uh, in jest as a racist thing, um, although blackface was always in jest at blacks. Uh, but nobody's done blackface well for a long time, and I would actually invite people to go and watch a Spike Lee joint. Uh, bamboozled. I like that movie. I think it's a. I think it's a good movie. It's got Damon Wayans in it. It's got that uh, retard Jew Rappaport in it. Uh, but it's overall, it's a good, a good, good movie. It's got tap dancing, which is interesting. Um, guys, you don't have to like agree with movies to watch them. That's something that I'm finding in 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 the uh, dissident right quite a bit. Well, this is. Meh, 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 meh. So I don't blame me, 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 go watch it. Me, me, go watch it. Shut up. Why can't you just enjoy a good story? Coming from a ridiculous perspective. You don't have to agree with things. You don't have to agree with things to like them. But you know, one thing we can't abide by is the ridiculous that's actually coming out of elected officials. I'm going to play for you uh, a couple clips. Um that are I, I i would say uh fucking disturbing to be honest a little little disturbing more than anything um alexandria ocasio keyboard one of my favorite low cows ever on this program this is a three-minute interview with her uh with uh somebody i'm not exactly sure who they're like and we need to and like when you know they say discriminate and like you guys are like gonna like this uh sound bite like a lot like 
indoctrination or unfair incarceration of black men and then they pause and crowd cheers and it's like in their mind they're like you're welcome yeah. you're welcome yeah. for acknowledging it no. and it's like yeah. okay That's you know like, acknowledging racism is a really big step yeah, it's a necessary first step it's it's a really big step from where we were but you're right it's nowhere near enough and the solutions are so painful frankly i find it I find the solutions for white communities to be very. <laughs> she she is. I just I don't want to remind everybody that she is uh, twenty nine. She is twenty nine years old. Like, like twenty nine. Like, 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 uh, upward inflection. Like, like twenty nine. She's not some valley girl. Uh, piece of shit. She is an upstate New York piece of shit, and she should have learned better than now. But we're gonna we're gonna pull it back a little. We're gonna start again. Just keep this in mind. She's an elected official. White communities to be very painful because it's very painful for a community to understand and have go through this. Like you can be, the idea that you can be poor and benefit from the color of your skin does not compute for a lot yeah. of people and going through that realization is very painful or even just you don't never be enough it'll never be enough white man it'll never be enough it's economically for people that are that were born with silver spoons it's very painful to admit that you had advantages we just went, we just went from poor white people to right into silver spoons right now. It's like, there's no acknowledgement of the white working class at all from the Ocasio keyboard crowd at all. There never will be. And, and, it, uh, uh, like, Oh my God. Exactly. No, it literally, it yeah. literally is an identity meltdown. It's a fundamental. I worked for everything I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> and like that is the most. They're talking about uh, Brett Kavanaugh right now. Because like Brett Kavanaugh, his uh, roasting in front of the entire country for the people that want to run in 2020 for the POC that want to run in 2020 that, that, that all of that posturing to call him a gang rapist. That was privilege, baby. That was privilege. That's what it was. Majority of, of a lot of communities, how a lot of communities feel. And it's because if you haven't had a transition in your life mm. or, you know, you were maybe born poor or born without, you know, certain privileges. And then especially as you transition into having certain privileges in your life, you actually see and feel and sense and taste and smell all of the differences. If Okay, hold on. Before we go any further than this, because this is the part that I wanted to stop at uh, more than anything. Why is she, like, tasting people? As she has, like, moved up in the world. I'm not, uh... I'm not where I was when I was 21. I'm doing better. 
as should be everyone's life, right? Like you just die. Ah, you look back you 10 years ago, you go, well, now I got more money and like, I'm not necessarily happier, uh, but I mean, I'm more stable, I guess. Cause you've been around the game of being alive longer. So like, that's the only thing you really hope for. You know, anyone who's like listening to this show for a long time would know that I'm not a very happy person. I'm not a content person. I don't know how any like anybody could be, but I've also never been. So I don't seek for that. I seek for more stability, etc. Um, I I think that I I am far more stable, like in my life. Not not emotionally. I mean, that's all kinds of fucking depends on. Depends on the on the day, but like that that there you go. I I, I didn't I I wasn't tasting anybody, I wasn't smelling anybody. She just she said senses and just started naming stuff until she could get the next words out of her mouth. Natty, am I odd on this? Like I, I like what is it? I can't even. I can normally. I can normally translate Alexandria Casio keyboard. I can usually translate what she's trying to like say. But this one just that's that was just bluff air. She didn't know what to do. You haven't made it, Bryden, until your spirit cooking in a Pizza Hut basement. <laughs> Is that it? It might that may, that may be it. She was like until you've like tasted people, you know? You uh that's oh god but that, the food <laughs> yeah like what a weird thing i mean what a strange thing to say right am i, I i'm not i'm not wrong on this that's a strange it's one of her stranger statements no bride and mexicans are just iowans who taste better i well i mean it, i don't know whose uh thesis <laughs> it was that was uh like basically they're trying to normalize cannibalism but shit who knows they might be at this point i mean that's i keep muting the mic to fart i'm not sure if you can hear it but i'm muting it for everybody else so i thought you were uncorking a bottle no no i keep farting but (laughs) the no like I, i that was just filler words like what a weird like and you can sense and then like she's talking about like the you know existential like sensing of things or whatever i don't even know if existential is the right word but you like i you know like they were just she's like sensing something and then uh it's just like taste feel smell and it's like dude like some people just get new jobs like i what a weird interview that just i mean it makes me think that maybe she's just like uh you know kamala harris and sucked dick her way to the top you know she's like you taste feel smell the dick of working up into being a government bureaucrat which is all she is all these people are just so you know are government fucking bureaucrats all right there's there's no reason to brag about being a member of the house of representatives you're a government bureaucrat i mean that's amazing but that is exactly what these people what the left really thinks is like high society is being a goddamn government bureaucrat. They're too stupid to even work their way up into business to buy those government bureaucrats. 
So even in like the hellscape that we live in, they're the stupid fucking soft bitches. It's amazing. And they're not even good at it. No, they're I mean, not. the cognitive dissonance on display here, it's like she's talking about celebrating people's differences. But if your difference is that you are white, well, you have an ethereal spoon in your mouth, even if you are poor. You live in South Africa now. This is South Africa. One, the cannibalism. But two, there are now officially politicians. There are officially officials essentially saying that it's okay to persecute against white people regardless of their circumstances. And the person persecuting you says like a lot when she speaks. I mean, she, it gets better. It gets better. This is this is fucking it gets so good on how much she is like she's not even a fucking bureaucrat. She is I guarantee has a bunch of fucking paperwork on her desk that she hadn't even fucking looked at. Uh she's a fucking e celeb. Uh it's amazing. But no this what do you hear? It's so good. If you've never experienced different treatment in your life, you wouldn't know what different treatment feels like or looks like. So deep it, really really hard i mean it's like and we can all almost every single person in this country can acknowledge some privilege of some of some type you know i'm a cisgendered woman i will never know the trauma of feeling like i'm not born in the right body Mm -hmm. and that that is a privilege that i have Mm -hmm. no matter how poor my family was when i was born Uh, uh, sorry your family wasn't poor bitch Um, but it's really hard for some people to admit that they, you know, it, it's part of this weird American dream mythology. No, no. I and mean, we're going to back this up in a second. Because you thought maybe I took that out of context. You thought maybe it was like, Brian, you know, she didn't. Maybe she was talking about like, you know, uh, you know, somebody else. That's what she was doing. No. However poor my family might have grown up. Go look up Alexandria Casio Keyboard's fucking house growing up. She was not poor. She is not just Alex from the Bronx. Oh, no, no. She said when she was born. It could have been that the year she was born, her family was only making like 90 grand instead right. of 390 grand. With their, you know, one point some odd million dollar home, of which is, I, I will say, is modest uh for you know homes in the midwest but you know like don't when is she going to get caught for pretending to be growing up poor she's not she never was she had a pretty she's a champagne socialist she always has been that's why i hate these people they don't know what it's like to work for dick well she worked for dick literally but like i mean what i'm I'm talking figuratively (laughs) It's disgusting. It's she, part of this weird American dream mythology that oh, we have. This, Just give up the American dream. Give uh, it up. It's over. Oh, this is no, this is great. Let her let her talk about the American dream because she calls it a mythology. It's part of this weird American dream mythology that we have that for a lot of in a lot of circumstances isn't as true or isn't as clearly communicated as we'd like for it to be or we wish it was yeah i'm working on it 
maybe maybe next piece on privilege privileged dialogues and how to make it more constructive. Oh, oh, when she said when the black bitch that was interviewer said I'm working on it. Oh, you know what? Everybody thought is she working on making the American dream pot? No, no, no. She's working on not being privileged uh, towards trans people. You know how you do the American dream, you dumb motherfuckers? You keep fucking trying. That's it. You work and you keep trying. It's not this fucking... Oh, well, oh, geez. I guess it's over. You just have to keep doing it. Because you have no other alternative besides to bitch and whine. Not a rich man. Be neat if I was. Probably never will be. The American dream is dead. I agree. The president said it himself. We're trying to bring that back. That's the whole purpose of this. You can't just go, oh, oopsie doopsie. I guess it's dead. Well, nah. time for big government to take over. It's not the way that it is. We need to stop talking about rights and start talking about duty. You have a duty to those around you to do fucking better. Amen. And it's amazing because it's all it's all they want. This is all you have to do to get on the YouTubes. Just Medicare for all. Yeah, how? Uh, I don't know. I guess we're just going to, like, tax all the billionaires to leave. Thanks. Okay, cool. So we're going to tax all the rich people to leave. Like, I don't like them either. Like, hopefully you tax them enough and then you catch them before they leave that we can take all their stuff. Like, that's, you know, fine. If we're going full authoritarian, then, you know, that's another option. But your option sucks that you have right now. Because that, 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 that's, that, that's our option from our uh, wonderful sitting jihadi fucking congressional representative ilhan omar and you know what the thing is like if you're if you're a listener of the show and you hate rich people um just for being rich then you're fucking retarded like you shouldn't just hate rich people just for being rich you shouldn't hate jeff bezos just because he's like crazy rich and he saw something and made something beyond wait do you think i mean really like natty yeah, I'm not sure if we had this conversation on, on like, um, you know, taxes and stuff. Do you think that Jeff Bezos thought Amazon, which started as a bookstore, was going to grow into this, like, retarded monster and bad company that it is today? No, I think that he was just hoping to have a bigger bookstore in about five years. Right. I don't think he's a bad person. I think that he's a powerful person. Well, except for all the... Uh... The retard hunting he's doing. He does actually hunt people with Down syndrome. On an island. With Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. But aside from that. Aside from that. No, I, I, I don't know if he. I mean, he does own the Washington Post. I mean, there, there are reasons to assume that Jeff Bezos is a bad person. But the amount of money in his possession is not one of them. He's a man who has a fucking agenda and is to keep himself afloat. And that's what and every if you, if you fucking were to person... Tax him, if you were to tax him 90%, uh, he'd just leave. He, he would just leave. That, his agenda, that's not part of his agenda. 
and he has the power to pursue his agenda elsewhere. Like, like he has enough money. He has $134 billion. Dollars. He could move his entire <laughs> shit to space. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You're going to attack that guy somehow? Like, yeah, you can't. The, there are no I, taxes in space. So, like, this is, I mean, this is something we could actually talk about, which, like, I, I, I've tried to talk about with people like Mike Cannon. Who's just like, you're a paleocon, you're a, you know, uh, uh, you know, you hate socialism. I'm like, yeah, socialism's bad. That doesn't automatically uh, mean that I believe that global capitalism is good. You know, he's like, ah, oh, you just hate Jews. And it's like, that's completely separate from my economic ideas. <laughs> I'm kidding. Actually, I love Jewish people. Uh, so do being, I. You know, being one myself. But... People don't know that, Natty. They, they don't know that we're all Jewish. Like all of OWD is Jewish. Everybody, really? who come, yeah, everybody huh. who comes over to OWD is somebody who had a twenty-three in me and found out, like myself, that we're at least you know forty-five percent Ashkenazi. Oh, I found out when I looked at my yearly income. <laughs> that was my twenty-three in me. Yeah, that's uh, that 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 form. Yeah, that they only give to. You know the special people in America. Other people get W twos. The rest of us get, uh, you know, twenty three four me's. <laughs> um, but no, we've got uh, we've got this genius over here, uh, Ilhan Omar. Now this bitch, I I'll bet I would fancy to say I would dare to say most of you have not actually heard this bitch speak. Um, you've seen the pictures ever. Here, here she is. She's uh, she's on Yahoo News. You know, we we did this tax cut um, and said that it was going to create more jobs, but it didn't. So that that was her. That that was her lying. Yeah. Wh what we did the tax cut. It said that it would not uh, that it was going to create more jobs. Uh, it didn't. Uh, except, I'm sorry. When did we? What have we in, in in the past six months not gotten more job growth? Like how fucking stupid are you? How fucking dumb are you? What's the? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, chat. What is the Somali average IQ? Sixty-five. A few dozen. Like that is just it's just a lie, and that's what people just go off of because they're giving these people so much credit. Talk about taxes. Mm -hmm. Um. Because it has a role with the uh, new Green Deal. Yes. Which does and Medicare have, for all, all of those and things for are all. going to I mean, need how, it. again, how do you propose doing that on, an, on a, on a practical level? Because some of these critics are coming from the Democratic Party itself, yeah. not, you know, not only from the Republican Party. So there are a few things that we can do. Um, one of them is that we could increase the taxes that people are paying um, who mm. are the extremely wealthy in in our community. So 70%, 80%, we've had it as high as 90%. I'm also one that um, really... Okay, I'm not playing the whole fucking thing because we're kind of tied on time. Um, you can go look it up yourself it's in the show notes, but I know that some Republicans have come along and have said that they're in support of like the Alexandria Casio keyboard uh, taxing 70%. Uh, of people that make over $10 million a year. Now, look, I think that's an obscene amount of money to make. 
Uh, I'm jealous of it. And I think that they obviously are too. Um, I would love to make $10 million a year, but I, I, I really wouldn't need it. Like if I made $10 million one year, I would be like, all right, well, then good. And I'd be done, you know, just like with stuff like forever. I just would never work. You'd never hear from me again, probably outside of just like me doing streams of just like sitting here with a bunch of money going, ah, good. So it feels good. You guys, you guys still poor? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd feel great. I only need $10 million. $10 million a year is an obscene amount of money. And the way that our our, our tax rate, uh, tax system works is it's a certain uh, percentage and then another higher percentage, et cetera, as, as you break certain tiers. Okay, as you break, you know, uh, into higher tax brackets, uh, which is why sometimes it's more advantageous to, you know, make less or, or whatever. And that's why people write shit off and what have you. But the reason why Alexandria Casio keyboard wanting to tax 70% and Ilhan Omar wanting to tax 90% is a bad thing is do you think they're going to stop there? Do you think they're going to stop there? They're not going to stop there. There was some retard idiot who fucking was all over the Twitter. And he was like, anybody who makes over $60,000 a year should pay a 75% tax. And it'll... Now, it turned out he was a 23-year-old kid who with no children. So, there you go. I mean, the only thing that I could ask is, like, how much do you think $60,000 a year makes you? Plus, he was Canadian anyway, so he really didn't know what he was talking about. It doesn't stop there. So I don't want to hear any more Republicans saying anything about like, oh yeah, you know, it's like $10 million a year is like quite a lot. So like, da 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 da. It didn't stop there. Look, this really is like the first they came for shit. Except like it really is like when it comes to your taxes. All right. It's, 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 it's another slippery slope on this. I'm, I'm Dude, scoping out. Say... Well, hold on. I'm scoping out Sorry. other states to move to because I think that Ohio has too high fucking taxes. I want to move to a place without state tax because I'm 31 and uh, I would like to keep more of my money, please. I'm like, I'm thinking of quitting my job and moving. I'm searching for jobs in states that don't have state income tax, which. All of you should, if you're smart. Move away from the taxes. It's... Like, as white people, seriously, move away from the taxes because you'll be able to afford to live in places where white people live. You'll be able to live in nicer areas. It's just a lesson that everybody should learn, and hopefully you don't learn it the hard way. You know, I spent too much time on the West Coast. Uh, I, I didn't have any money. You know, it's and it's easy to make money. We're not being taxed to death. It, it doesn't stop there. Oh, we're just going to tax people that make over $10 million a year. Fucking Elizabeth Warren is seriously talking about asset forfeiture for the very, very rich. I think those guys are a bunch of assholes too. Don't get me wrong. And we could talk about whether or not there needs to be taxes raised on them. But it's a slippery slope until it comes down on you when we're actually talking about 70 to 90% fucking tax. I... We need an economy that works for families. 
That's what we need. But you're not going to do that without jobs. You're not going to do that by having people who are extremely rich uh, leaving the country. Because I would. Like I said, I'm thinking of leaving the state because I think it's unfair how much they tax me. And I'm not a rich man. And you should too. If you live in a punishing taxed uh, state, consider leaving. That's you'll 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 be more than happy. All right, Natty, what was that? The thing that makes it so hilarious is that there are only two kinds of people who really think this way. There are the 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 baristas uh, who have no children, and then there are the monkey jungle people who regard the wealthy, the quote wealthy. I mean, honestly, like 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 fuck someone who's wealthy. That's that's fine if you you know you're not wealthy they are they're living a great life you're not living as good a life so okay fine fuck anyone who's happier than you are but they're the wealthy people are not a force of nature you cannot continue to tax them limitlessly if you base your economy around the taxes you're getting from wealthy people your economy's gonna fail. And that's way funnier than a stable, healthy, functional society. But uh, it, it is also in and of itself not stable or functional. And I'm not saying don't tax the wealthy, those poor, wealthy people. Um, but, but clearly the mentality here, it simply lacks all texture in this same interview. I don't know if we're gonna play this or not, but they talk about the defense budget. Uh, do we do we have that? Yeah, no, no, no. We can, we can, we can play. Yeah, fucking hilarious. Yeah, no. She goes into it right now. We can play it. Looks at uh, the the defense budget that we have. That has increased, you know, nearly fifty percent uh, since nine eleven. Um, and so most of the money that we have in there um, is much more than. We spend on education, on healthcare. I mean, I think what picks up for a lot of people is mm -hmm. taxing the rich mm -hmm. up to 80, 90% or 70. Yeah. And, you know, 1% must pay it, their fair share. But even those who support that, mm -hmm. they say, good luck getting that. You know, I mean, how are you planning on, on having this negotiations or dialogue or bridge building to actually get that happening? Yeah, I mean, the influence of money in, in our politics is, is severe. And so a lot of us really have been working um, to limit the influence corporations um, and the uber wealthy have uh, on, on Congress. It's not about finding a colleague um, who is a, a Republican to agree on the issue, but it's about finding um, a Republican within society who agrees with that. And we have done that. But there's a good percentage of Americans. Are so there you go. Uh, the Somali Muslim wants to uh, cut our defense budget. Now, listen, here's a Republican in society that agrees with her. Uh, we should do that. You know how we do that? No more fucking women, no more fucking trannies, any of that in our military. I think that's good. We could cut down that. Our military has become a goddamn welfare program, and I'm not into it. But I still want to have the biggest bombs. I still want to have fucking Moabs. How cool is that? I still want us to just create tons of nukes. I want us to have the biggest, baddest 
fucking navy in the world. You know why people don't fuck with us at sea anymore? You know why they don't have battles at sea? Because of our fucking navy. I want that. I want aircraft carriers. I want all of those things. I think that is great. But let's have it a men-only thing. You know what? We could probably cut the military budget by quite a bit by doing that. Nathan Phillips, not allowed in the fucking military anymore. Like, that, we never would have had him. Although I think he was probably drafted because it was during Vietnam. But you get what I'm saying. No refrigerator for repairmen going on. Who were AWOL twice, by the way? I think that's fair. Let's let's do that. Still can't do the $32 trillion Medicare for all bullshit. Until, hey, Republican agree, agrees with you. Kick out the illegals. Now we can start talking about uh, a single-player system. How's that? How's that? You just have to play ball. But the thing is, she's somebody who wants to destroy America. That's the whole point. She doesn't see America as this amazing example of how countries should be. Even though we actually are the least racist country in the entire world. So if you actually want to talk about racism as if it's a bad thing, we're the least racist country in this entire fucking country, uh, world. But she can't see that. The Somalian immigrant can't see that. It's because she is out to destroy America. And so many like her over in Minnesota are. Because we have opened our gates to just anyone who doesn't see us as the shining city atop the hill, but as a place to come and get free shit, send remittance back, and just the shopping mall that we have become, and to say, fuck you to white people. It's really sad. Sorry, Natty, you had something to say about the military budget. Well, where do wealthy people come from in the 21st century? Wealthy people get their wealth from doing business all over the world, right? And if the world it lacks stability, business cannot take place. Now, if you slash the defense budget and you put it towards infrastructure, okay, well, who's building out your infrastructure <laughs> your Somalis, uh, your, uh, you know, your, your, your imports would be then be building out your infrastructure. Your infrastructure will end up being only a little bit better than it is uh, abroad. Now, remember the, uh, the bridge that fell in Florida. Was it last year? I think it was last oh, year. Oh, shit. Yeah, the one that, like, it almost crushed a school bus. And I mean, I mean, horrible for the people that it did crush, but, like, it almost crushed a school bus full of kids yeah that was uh the one that was built by women yeah well i i believe that may have been a, a hoax that it was no, uh, no, uh, well, built the by engin- the all-female no the engineer company yeah i thought that was by women i think that might have been a hoax uh okay. but uh it was <clears throat> it was certainly built by imports okay right. um now uh think about but think about india in India, they will build a bridge that will fall within 10 years. The bridges that the English built are still standing uh, as, as, as far as, you know, a, a century ago. Right. So, 
you know, take the money out of defense, see how the world becomes less stable, uh, where sources of international income start to dry up. Sure, put that money into infrastructure that is flimsy. It's not, it's not simply about where you allocate the money, but why you are allocating the money. And that is a complete cognitive level that is lost <laughs> that is lost on this kind of person. Well, the thing is, I don't want to be the world's police, but I, I do believe that we should be the world's only superpower. It's uh, it's not about policing the world. It's it's about m- maintaining a kind of. It's about being a lubricating party, a, a lubricating institution. Yeah. No, I can agree with you that we should be the strongest people on the planet. We should be the strongest military country on the planet. We should like the rest of the world has to look at us and go, well, that's America, and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. But we should not intervene. Uh, like I, 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 as much as I was Bolton posting for a little while on Twitter, hopefully everybody got the joke. Uh, I don't want to invade Venezuela. Uh, I think Venezuela is doing a great job of falling apart on its own. Uh, and I do think that a lot of the people in Venezuela would probably like it if we did get rid of Maduro, but a lot of people wouldn't. So that's not really a problem. I think most people don't understand that most of the world would be at war constantly like at any given time, it might be different parts of the world, but most of the world would be at war constantly. Like it was, you know, the middle ages, if not for the United States presence after world war two. It's true. Like, yeah. And, and that is what allows international economics to even take place. And that is what creates rich Americans. I mean, for better or for worse, whatever you think about these individuals who are rich, that's what allows them to exist in the first place. So, you know, if you want to tax them a whole lot and move money out of the defense budget, what's your plan here exactly? I have to question whether or not one even exists. Well, because we've come so... Uh, there is no plan from the uh, Somali immigrant no. House no, of Representatives no. uh, 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 rep from uh, Minnesota, Ilhan Omar, because she is a fucking idiot. All right? And not, also, not even 1D chess. Dude, no, it's just she just like read some shit in college, you know, um, because she, she doesn't like white people. She doesn't like America. I mean, it is disgusting that we like... Listen, take all the racial stuff away from it for a second. She's somebody that doesn't like America. And we have tons of people like that. Before, they were just called the Democratic Party. But now we really do have actual radical left-wing people that do not like America. I don't like the right-wing people that don't like America. And we didn't talk about this, but like Steve King's now getting backlash because of the uh, 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 Governor uh, Northam bullshit because they were like uh how can we hit uh the right uh i guess we'll go with steve king uh steve king should resign too because they didn't like the heat but like this is we have a new form of left that actually does not like america i don't like the right-wing people that don't like america the 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 rooting for balkanization shouldn't root for bad stuff as inevitable as the civil war in this country may be at this point because of how divided we are, shouldn't root for it. I don't think it's good 
the people who root for those things, the people who are accelerationists, honestly, are just fucking uh, poor people with no kids or family or anything to lose. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, no, Ilhan Omar is married to her, her brother, right? So, like, you know, <laughs> she's got a family. That's sweet. Yeah, it's fucking sad. Uh, do we got anything? We're not going to get to everything tonight, I don't think. But uh, do you have uh, do you have anything else on the, on this before we move on to the 2020 stuff? I mean, oh, please bring it on, bring it on. This is a... Uh this is it's so much fun to to see what's happening now that they've gotten what they've wanted i don't know about you i think we've disagreed on this in the last show i was on but i think it it's just win-win i mean when when i lose i win on this so uh let's let's keep it coming it's the home of c-span nationalism cory booker launched uh his campaign um Anybody care about that? I, I, I don't think. Uh, the only reason I care about Cory Booker launching his campaign is, <laughs> oh, God, he and Kamala are going to rip each other to pieces. It's going to be fucking awesome. I'll bet Cory Booker comes out as gay during the next fucking year. What do you think? No, I, I assume I assume he has skeletons in his closet of some sort. Yeah, skeleton dildos. Um... Like, no, he's a gay guy. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, like, I've said it. I'm fine with that. I, you know, he's he's spoken about gays before. He said that he he used to hate them, but did that he, he really? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He said that he used to hate them, but that he uh, he grew and yada yada yada. He's he's expanded and uh, and now he doesn't. Now he loves them. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he loves them too much. But uh, I think he just overcorrects, uh, like Germany did with immigrants. You know, <laughs> he was just like we went from we went from Nazis to uh, everyone. You know, so maybe he just went from like having an irrational fear of them to just yeah. I mean, I could see that truck stops. I mean, it's okay. Uh, not the truck stop thing. Um, Honestly, Look, Cory Booker's voted... gay, dude. And and fucking, I've said it again. I don't think many people caught it on the last episode, but. Stacey Abrams is a lesbian. She's a lesbian. Everybody knows it in DC. Just there, there's a reason they're promoting her. She's a lesbian. Just hit them with that over in in the south. She she's she's a lesbian. Okay, so everybody knows she's a lesbian. Everybody knows she's a lesbian. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? You know the Seinfeld thing, but just no. I just want everybody to know. Keep going. Oh, no. Are you not? Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. Keep isn't, going. Is, isn't Stacey Abrams... Uh... The fat fucking watermelon speed sitting, spitting fucking black lady. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't she also delivering some kind of counter address to the yeah. State of the Union? Yeah. 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 And that's... that's uh, what is that? That's uh, on the 5th. Yeah. But uh, when I voted for Obama, I assumed we'd get Booker in 2016. I mean, I really thought that. I I, I considered him sort of the um, the ascended Obama. Maybe it just the color of his skin was was scrambling my mind. And it's like, well, if a uh, if Obama's great, then a then a lighter Obama should be kind of an upgrade. And then but... we eventually just get like a white guy socialist, and he has a tiny little pencil mustache, right? And then wait, no, hold on. <laughs> 
Like, is I, that, but, uh, that the accelerationist route you were going down? Well, I, I, I thought that uh, Booker would have skeletons in his closet that might have precluded his running. Um, uh, for those unaware, he's the much lauded uh, uh, former mayor of the shithole called Newark in New Jersey. Mm. Um, and by the way, New Jersey's wealth gap is increasing rapidly, especially in the county where Newark is located. So uh, he, he, I mean, I think he's lauded for just not being as corrupt as previous mayors, for not getting caught <laughs> for doing anything horrible. And, and so he became like famous across the country just for being adequate. Um, but the, the, the wealth gap in Newark is not going to narrow and and that's what would happen for the country if if, if Booker were to be in charge. But I, I I just don't think he will be. He's got nothing to. He he really has he has no accomplishments to really back except that he was mayor of Newark and and wasn't assassinated, um or or shot on his way to work. It's uh I I don't think he has a chance against Trump. But then again, considering he's his, not gonna get his the demographics, he's not he gonna get the probably... fucking no. We don't even have to talk about. It. He's not gonna get the fucking nomination. He's no chance of getting the fucking nomination. None. Yeah, I I, I think some people may hope for a uh, an, an Obama repeat, but he they they uh, want they it... they're gonna go with Kamala. Look, I've talked about this a lot recently. Kamala is the lady they're working for right now they, that's why they're actively working at schultz everybody they, they, they're gonna start shitting on everybody else the dnc has decided they want kamala all right that's why they're trying to get ahead of everybody in the fucking you know thing right now no bernie no like anybody that's there's not gonna be like a cory booker thing although he wrote that one article about how he like uh you know moved on or uh, you know moved on a girl or whatever in, in high school and you know good for him you know, I, whatever. Uh, as he explored his sexuality until he, you know, finally just like, he's got to come out as gay if he wants to be like in this running. It's Kamala Harris. That's who it is. It's going to be Kamala Harris. Otherwise, I, I still think Howard Schultz. Uh, I think Howard Schultz can have a fucking comeback. Uh, is he a man who identifies as a man and is also a man? Yeah, but he's also a guy that uh, moderate Democrats want. So there's got to be a fight here between Kamala Harris and Howard Schultz. Uh, Howard Schultz can come back and actually, uh, he's running as an independent, but he's going to end up running as a Democrat. Uh, I've said Howard Schultz for a year. Um, it's it's either him or Kamala. Because like here, here's what you get from uh, Dirty Diapers Elizabeth Warren, who is going to fall out before the debates. Uh, Democratic Massachusetts uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren has privately and quietly apologized for a DNA, a DNA test that conclusively showed she was no more than one 124th American Indian. The Cherokee Nation uh, acknowledged the apology Thursday. The Tulsa World reported Warren's revelation resulted in ridicule when she made the announcement last October, and she is currently hinting at making her presidential run official. Uh... Well, she's already. I I thought she had already done that. Daily Caller, I guess she hasn't like said running an official, but um, yeah. So here, here's what they had to say: We are encouraged by this dialogue. We are in uh, how we are encouraged by this dialogue and understanding that being a Cherokee Nation tribal citizen is rooted in centuries of cultures of laws, not through DNA tests. 
uh, Julie Hubbard, Cherokee Executive Director of Communications, told Tulsa World, How we are encouraged by our action and hope that the slurs and mockery of tribal citizens and Indian history and heritage will now come to an end. I really wish you would have had like a banging drum. I like the ooh ooh uh, ooh ooh ooh. That was wait. Good. Did she did she smoke him peace pipe? I think she smoked him peace pipe with uh <laughs> with, with with these motherfuckers. Um, but she's still over. She's over. This is her emails. If you admit wrongdoing, you've got something for your opponents to throw in your face forever. I mean, she she backpedaled on a huge announcement. She even um asked the president to pay her money uh for for now it's something that she's now backpedaling on this is it you don't recover from this she's gone she's over let's never talk of her again i mean the thing is like dirty diapers elizabeth warren uh wrote the pow wow chow cookbook in 2012 she she put a she's got got a a chinese pow wow chow no, no, it's like powwow, like oh powwow, hum, 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 hey, uh, drink oh, a listerina, uh, uh, yes, but she called herself Cherokee in this book as well. So you know, it's like uh, she's a goofball, it's dirty diapers, Elizabeth Warren. She's a fucking mess. Yeah, was her fucking big thing too. She's a mess. She's a fucking mess. There's nobody in here bes- besides. Look, there's two people right now that can beat Trump. One is the obvious, Michelle Obama. She runs, she beats Trump. Easy. Sorry, guys, it's over. Michelle Obama says she's running. Trump's done. Two, Joe Biden could beat Trump. Possibly. It would be a hell of a campaign. Trump would have to campaign like crazy. But it wouldn't be unheard of. He beat Hillary fucking Clinton. He could beat Biden. But it would be a hell of a fucking campaign. I'd love to watch the damn thing. You get two racist-ass grandpas up there trying not to gaff all over the place. But the one person he couldn't be, everybody agrees, Michelle Obama. And people hate it when I fucking say that. But it's true. Well, we got uh, we got well, we got a real, a real hopeful in here. Um, author and Democratic presidential hopeful. Marianne Williamson said at the end of her Thursday that she is running for the White House because America needs a moral and spiritual awakening. We need a moral and spiritual awakening in the country, Williamson, who launched her campaign on Monday. I, I love how like all articles are written like that. Uh, nothing short of, uh, uh, of that is adequate of fundamentally change the patterns of our political dysfunction, Williamson said. In the, uh, she's a best-selling author and a spiritual counselor to Oprah Winfrey. Now, oh, th- th- okay, hold on, hold on. What do you think about Oprah Winfrey? What if she ran? I think no, she could destroy the debate. She could win the Democratic nomination, though. She could get them to buy her book that she writes in the lead up to running. I could see that. I could see that. But this this Marianne Williamson story, I love this. I love this because this is what we're seeing here, guys, is the transition of uh, the left's religion going from something rhetorical to literal. And what does the how does their religion take tithes? By transferring wealth from whites to non-whites, and that's all she's talking about. Shit, that's all she's talking about, and that's all she wants. 
But fuck her, she's white. She doesn't have a chance at the DNC. I mean, Joe Biden can do it because he is uh, kind of institutional already. But no new white people. They don't accept new white members. Do you remember the 2016 uh, when they were before uh, Perez became the the DNC chairman? When they, that was the one white lady who was like, "It's my job to listen," and like just just like cucked out to like all of the black people and and uh, uh, POCs running and all that shit. Do you remember that shit? That shit was so. They're, yeah, I remember that. They're hamstrung. It's depressing. It's like just be like, "Hi, I've been here for a long time. I know what I'm doing." No, no. They went with Perez. Perez is also uh, not doing a good job. So I think they're going to fire him soon. The worst thing our government could become is white people trying desperately to bargain with others. No, that's what we've been for all of our life, dude. (laughs) Well, at least it was um, kind of white people arguing with other white people over how to do that yes yes now yes, it's going white to be people. like yeah white a bunch white of old, people. old white men kind of pleading pleading with the democratic party like 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 please you know don't don't make twerking the national sport of the country please okay actually please do that it'd be fucking hilarious <laughs> well there's gonna be a lot of hilarity that doesn't mean that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna vote around so, I don't think we're going to get into this other, uh, the, the, the Trump phone call stuff uh, or the, the foreign bullshit, but I know you have wanted to talk about uh, Bob Menendez. So, oh, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to do this, uh, and you're going to come back, and you're going to do Bob Menendez. Beautiful. OIWD presents Right to Brighton. 100% correct. 70%. Okay, guys, you want you want one hundred percent correct. Uh, let me tell y'all about Bob Menendez. Okay, not a lot of people on the right are familiar with Bob Menendez, even though he is the lead Democrat on something you all probably find interesting, which is foreign policy. Okay, now Bob Menendez was recently re-elected in the midterms as senator uh, uh, in New Jersey. Uh, Even though in this same year, he was facing uh, charges around bribery in his position. So what was going on there? Why would he be charged with bribery? So as it turns out... Why would a senator uh... from New Jersey... (laughs) Ever fa- and then you just Wikipedia Senator New Jersey bribery and you're like oh every every single one of them. <laughs> this is to me a particularly interesting kind of bribery. So what 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 we have? Bob Menendez has a friend in Florida, um, a friend named Solomon in Florida, who during these legal proceedings was called a Hispanic. His name's Solomon, guys. Um, so uh, uh, Bob Menendez was being flown uh, to fancy vacations um, for a while now by this uh, dentist in Florida who was found later to be extorting something like uh, something like $50 million from Medicare um, or Medicaid, one of the two. 
one of the two. He was he was stealing your tax money. It's all just trash social fucking programs for, you know. <laughs> he w- he was still stealing many many millions of dollars from the public funds for health care. Okay, that's what this dentist guy who was taking Bob Menendez on vaca- vacations uh, uh, was doing in his uh, in his spare time. Now, uh, Bob Menendez went in front of a court to answer for his heinous crimes. Uh, and, and he had his legal funds financed by the Jewish community. Okay, and this isn't me going on some kind of wignat rant this is something that the washington post has covered okay and i assume you if you don't trust me surely you trust the washington post and if you don't trust the washington post you at least trust uh when we agree okay so the jewish community came together to raise millions of dollars for bob menendez's legal defense okay and why is that because bob menendez has been voting in favor of Israel for years. He even put down Obama's uh, Iran deal mm. because obviously Israel didn't like that and, uh, and has voted uh, for, for pro-Israel policies for about 10 years now. Well, I- so he's literally being paid by Zionists and Jews in general within America to vote for pro-Israel policies, but that's—I mean—that's no surprise. Bob and uh, Bob Dennis is uh, a, a, a bought and paid for a longtime politician. I don't find—I don't find that alarming at all. I always assume Democrats and Republicans always do vote for pro-Israel, uh, pro-BDS types of things. Well, like, when he went to court, when he went to court for this, you know what happened? There was a hung jury. And but not the guy we of, like. Uh, dun, 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 dun. No, keep going. Um, <laughs> there, there was a hung jury, and instead of calling a mistrial and having a new trial, what did the judge do? Well, they threw the case out. Threw the case out. You have someone who's stealing many millions of dollars from the public health fund, bribing a senator who's on the foreign relations committee, and shows a very, very clear bias in his decision making. But just throw the deal out because. Just throw the trial up because the the jury was hung, and surely the people who are bribing Bob Menendez and financing his legal defense are well above paying off a few jurors and a judge, more than likely. So um, nobody in our spectrum of interest, our our spheres, have talked about this when this is by far the most blatant Zionism from uh, the midterms. And he was reelected. So if, if, if that doesn't show you that a man who has a criminal trial coming up in a few years for this, because of this, this uh, case, he has a criminal, he still has a criminal trial coming up um, and had just walked out of a trial that was thrown out. No verdict it obtained um, still Still gets reelected. If that doesn't tell you that democracy is a racial headcount, because you know his last name being Menendez, I, I, I'm not really sure what a better example of this would be of these different kinds of people working together uh, to to control you. Sorry, to control you. 
This is Right to Brighton, the least listened to podcast on the internet. That was actually fucking fantastic. Uh, I had nothing on that. That's why we just hit that bumper there. But um, yeah, we're not gonna uh, we're gonna get to uh, the Trump, the the Trump stuff, all that. I think um, I, I I looked at how long some of the episodes were previously, and I was just like, why are we consistently putting out like th- three hour fucking episodes? So I'm gonna give a shorter one this time. Uh, and I think that's fair. I think that's uh, fair to Spicky, uh, and all of that. But I, I appreciate everybody showing up. Uh, I, Bob uh, sent in five bucks. He said, uh, "Buy yourself something nice, sweetie." Um, it's a nice thing to say. Uh, but uh, I want to thank Natty again for coming on the show. Uh, we're gonna get to. Uh, we're gonna get to. I'll be a little more higher than you some of the time. We're gonna get to these. Uh, you know, like strange rockets and stuff believe me you don't have to work it's if i don't fucking get to it then it's not that pressing you know it's i do the show twice a week guys like there's a lot of news you haven't been exploded yet it's fine i jump on the stream for all of you guys over who are just audio listeners you have to go and subscribe to the youtube I, I do emergency streams sometimes. Uh, it's mostly just me yelling at people. But if if something comes up, believe me, I'll be sure to. The, the fellow who who made this nice new layout for us, um, which looks very good. Uh, but he also, dude, Natty, this was funny. He also told me, he was like, well, he was like critiquing the stream. You know, after he told me it, it looked like MS Paint, I told him, yeah, it was obviously an MS Paint. He told me he was like, yeah, man, if you you ought to do your hair up instead of combing it over. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. And so I just told him, like, I'm 31, uh, and I'll, I'll, like, you know, if I'm going out somewhere, I'll do that. But no. Like, just, I, I like, I, I've been awake since 6.30 this morning, and I, I like, showed up uh, to so many different things to make money all day. Like for my, my like normal people's job, right? Like no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do my hair for my you know, forty fucking retards on the internet. Like I I'm I'm not interested in that. But I just thought that was funny. It's like yeah, man. Like like I like I I at thirty one have not thought like yeah my hair looks better when I'm combing off to the side like Patrick Bateman. Like yeah, I'm really I'm really good. You know, I'm really glad that guy came along with that fucking hot idea there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm still on the Twitter. You can find it, but I'm, I'm not tweeting as much these days. I don't, I don't find the point, uh, and I think it's stupid. But uh, Natty's got a thing he's gonna plug yet again, and then I'll, uh, I'll lead us out with some, some just fun, happy tunes. Thanks so much, Bryden. It was a pleasure as usual. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode tonight. If you need some more content, if you're feeling depressed and alone in silence, why don't you check out Dope Movies and Shows? You can find that on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or our homepage, anchor.fm slash DMS. Thanks, everyone. All right, guys. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you on fucking Wednesday. Happy, uh, happy commutes to everybody. Uh, and, uh, hey, uh, happy Groundhog Day, because that was it, and then, uh, welcome to Black History Month, so that's, that's fun. (laughs) 